Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of February 26, 2024. I'm your host, Zach. And I'm your co-host, Chris. Yeah, and this week, uh, the spice must flow because we're going to talk about the uh, David Lynch version of Dune. You know, we got Dune Part 2. Uh, if you're hearing this, it's out right now. Uh, we're recording this before it comes out, so we have not seen Dune Part 2 yet, but I'm, I, am, I am very hyped for it. I'm not sure about you, Chris, but... Yeah, uh, you know, as someone who, uh, like, thought he enjoyed this movie as a kid, and to see it, like, get a true-to-form adaptation, I'm excited, but... Uh, I'm more excited about that popcorn bucket than I am <laughs> about the movie. Yeah, it's gonna lift more in infamy. Yeah, d- yeah. David Lynch, David Lynch's dude got a uh, a pamphlet describing like uh, key terms for Dune, and then Dune Part Two gets a uh, weird sexual popcorn bucket. Which I would have take both because I, I I'm not gonna lie, I had to look up things for Dune ninety uh, Dune eighty four. Quit the quit set had a rack and the Mahadib and <laughs> the weirding way and yeah I, I legit then I also throw in subtitles too because there were so many times I just could not figure out who was taught like what was happening mm-hmm. so yeah just give me a heads up about my experience about this movie <laughs> but uh yeah so we're, we're most most talking about the Dave Lynch version I'm sure we'll probably like compare and contrast a little bit with like the uh you know the Dune Part 1 <laughs> um because we have not seen Dune Part 2 so obviously we, we can't compare how that the end of like, that movie uh, compares to the last 45 minutes of Dune 1984, which is, I think, what Dune Part 2 is basically covering in, like, three hours. But, uh, yeah, like, I, I believe this was, um, like, well, David Lynch had done, before this, he had done, you know, El- like, Razorhead, Elephant Man, um... But this, I think, this is like definitely like his like biggest movie to date. Like this is like a you know, huge, huge studio movie. They were they were trying to like basically th- like, um, I think it was uh, Universal basically thought this was, this is going to be their Star Wars. Like Fox had Star Wars, and they're like, this is going to be our Star Wars for adults. We're putting out we're putting our full like we got toys, we got comics, we got video games, we got like <laughs> everything, and then it's just like it came out, and they're like, and everyone was just like, this is weird. And I guess I think there's like plans for like um like a it was like people people signed on for like three movies like I think Virginia Madsen says she signed signed on, signed on for like three movies which never happened but only the one happened. Oh, she got paid first for all three. Mm-hmm. Cash those checks. And uh, you know the the, uh, the film debut of Kyle MacLachlan, who you know obviously would go on to many many collaborations with David Lynch, uh, Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks Return, uh you know various other projects <laughs> so they obviously they had like a very good experience with each other in this movie and then went on to many other things and it, it's the it's, it's it's basically it's the first you know successful uh attempt to bring dude to film there was the uh uh Alejandro Jodorowsky version <laughs> and also like there's like a really Scott version that like both of those uh failed there's an entire there's an entire documentary about the uh Jodorowsky version that's like goes gets into like you know the casting and like all sort like they were gonna have uh 
like Pink Floyd do the music and like Mick Jagger was going to be uh, like Fade Rotha and like uh, Orson Welles was going to be Baron Harkonnen and all that stuff. So I actually wouldn't mind Orson, Orson Welles as Baron Harkonnen. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get as gross, but <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's, there was all these, all these attempts to bring to do into, uh, you know, theaters and movie theaters. And then Final, 1984's version was the first one. And did I, I think probably as best the job it could do, given like it, they tried to cram 900 pages of a novel into just slightly over two hours with with like 1980s technology. Yeah, because some you could see some shots in this movie. They just did they ran out of money to do graphics. Oh man, the like the shield, like the personal shields that are so good, oh. in, like the not even a new movie are. Like that is probably one of the worst special effects I've ever seen in a like that's if you do like top five worst special effects like it's that those like shields in this movie are they're so bad. It's just like yeah. it's like it's just a, a giant just giant box with like with like like a pixel box with like arms like a, a box with like smaller boxes on it. It's just like man, we've we've, we've come so far. Every <laughs> default like vector graphic they had in that like. Uh... I guess like digital suite that they had back in '84. It's just everything they threw at it. Yeah, I I, I do I do appreciate and like or I'm very appreciative that they, they got they stopped doing that. Like after like they, like there's like two scenes where it happens and it's just like after there's like uh there's there, no one's using shields. There's no shields anymore. No one cares. <laughs> like, well, no, they do it one more time uh, with Duncan, but. Yeah, it's it's for them to justify the knife thing because in the future you can't. I it took me a while to look look up online too. So, in the future we move so far advanced with like defenses and weaponry where no one really uses that many like guns anymore because yeah. of shielding. So mm-hmm. you have to use knives because they somehow are slow enough to penetrate through shields. Yeah, well, yeah, all all, all the sh- like the shields can block like fast movement but if but then if it if it's a slow movement then you uh you can get through it's like yes it's it's like the slow blade kills is like the one of the phrases they use so and i don't know why no one decided to make slow moving weapon like projectiles (laughs) just like a lower like a lower speed bullet or something yeah i don't know like it's something that I think the movie corrects itself in its own way with the special weaponry, but the knife thing is cool. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I thought, I mean, it does come full circle for this movie. About knife, like, <laughs> knife combat. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's 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 like what 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 year is it? Ten thousand nine hundred one. <laughs> we're back to, and we're back to like mostly bladed weapons. Yep. At least that, and it's like, I guess no clubbing, because mm-hmm. it's like, that's too fast than a knife. <laughs> well, well, we get all we get all the backstory in the op- like the opening monologue from Virginia Madsen, who's b- b- pretty much her only like, <laughs> her only role in this movie. Because like oh, after that, speaking lines after that, she does nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's basically like she comes pops is the first thing we see, and she like pops up and like explains. Like, the basic some of the basic background stuff because there's there's a lot of like i think one of the big differences between this and like you know current dune is 
Um, like Denis Villeneuve trusts the audience more than like Universal trusts the audiences in 1984 because like they just like it's they threw in like this like this like exp- like, exp- like monologue and they, they they gave people pamphlets with like glossary terms when they walked into the theater like here's here here you like know those words before you like watch Dune and then it's constantly just like everyone's just, it's just constantly thinking like they're like th- like explaining things in thoughts. Like you're constantly hearing people's like inner thoughts, and it's like and it's, tr- it's trying to explain like everything that's happening on screen. Because like, like I think Universal's convinced like no one would understand what's happening, so they just said it's constant voiceover. You are as if like you're reading like a story, like a, almost a um, like what's it called like like a table read. It's like well, it's, it's like it's, it, every, it's like in, everyone's inner monologue is being you're, you're hearing all their like 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 someone will talk and then you'll like you'll, you'll be inside someone's head being like why did he say that? <laughs> like does he know? <laughs> like it is a lot of that. Yeah. And a lot it's it, it's also like very all, all the inner monologue like uh voiceover is like very whispery. I think you mentioned that, Chris, where it's just like, it's all just like constantly, it's constantly like whispers of like people just like thinking what they're like, and then like, it's, it's for the audience of like, oh, did you, like, did you not get that? Like, here, we're explaining it. Like, the, the characters like explicitly say what is happening so that you understand it. Yeah, they handhold the, the talking, and then it becomes like a shitty ASMR experience. <laughs> I think, I think my favorite one is um, when Duke Leto is. Um, <laughs> Like, like when he gets like the poison tooth, and just like the tooth, the tooth, the tooth, and then then like five minutes later, just like what did Doctor UA say? Oh yeah, the tooth. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it, just like universe. You can see like universal is like just like get it, dummies. There's a poison tooth. You remember, remember five minutes ago, you idiots. Like, I wonder in the. I, I know you saw the new remake. Do they spend that much time on the tooth? I mean, it's obviously that's it's a big scene from the book, but it's it's way it's much more well done in the Dave new version. A lot, a lot of like like the Dave new like the new Dune is like it's it's so much more like subtle and like it's it is more it's way more like just like trusting you to like understand what's happening. I think I think also it's like because we're in like a post Game of Thrones, you know. World, so I think a lot audiences are like way more, um, like kind of like primed mm-hmm. for like these like this these kind of like you know these like houses fight each other and these like these like grand like plotting machinations and stuff like 1984 like people were not ready for like all this like all these all these different houses and all these different like like all this like concepts and stuff like. I mean, sci-fi nerds, like hardcore sci-fi nerds, were, and they're, they're like the only ones that read like the the, the novel. <laughs> but like a general audience going into this, were like, because I mean, this is like the same year as like uh, like Return of the Jedi, I think, or something. So it's like you got Return of the Jedi, you got like all these like and like all, like like Gremlins and Ghostbusters, all these other movies, and like Dune also comes out. Ooh, yeah, it's hard to fit in when basically they just got used to the idea of aliens. And and David and, and like David Lynch is doing the boot, which adds just like another like level of just like insanity on top of everything. Yeah, that's a bad call. <laughs> and I think I think I I think like the probably like the most David Lynchian thing is like the Harkonnens because they're like just like we're like in. 
you know, in, like the new Dune are just like, you know, like, like very like they're like they're not like these like disgusting monsters like they are in this movie. <laughs> like they're just they're, like yeah, they're, they're they are pervert like, gingers. Pervert, in, in yeah, pervert, movie. stupid, like disgusting monsters. <laughs> And is it their whole race they all look that way, or is it like everyone related? Well, it's because like in the new, then in in the uh, the new movies, they're all kind of like bald, um, like very super pale skin, but like they're like you know they're like very like cunning, like vicious, like they're like they're not, they're not like they're not like foolish, like they're not like you know, Stellan Skarsgård is not like you know floating around giggling and like like killing killing random like servant boys and stuff they're, they're like they're like an actual like v- dangerous threat in the in like the new one like this one is like how in, in this movie it's like how on earth are the Harkonnens like a threat to anybody there's there's just like they're such fucking morons they start strong in the beginning with the plotting and the scheming and then they get kind of crazy with what looks like a fear dream uh, Jim Henson effects nightmare, mm-hmm. especially with the killing of the servant boy, of how like the sexual tension in that room is just bizarre. And just like and like the Baron also was just like um like really attracted to his nephew <laughs> Sting. Oh, it is gross. I mean, I get it. In the okay, this guy is supposed to be like some sort of like space Julius Caesar monster. Mm-hmm. But there is um, a point where you don't see Sting for a while, and then he gets reintroduced in such a like famous way. Uh, oh, I'm very, I'm very curious how they're going to use because uh, Austin Butler's played that character now. Obviously, the new one. I um, hope he's wearing the same costume. <laughs> like, like he just like emerges from like a steam bath at one point. Like. Mm-hmm. But he still got the Elvis accent. He can't get rid of. I think I think he finally got rid of the accident for like do part two. I I I, I think he got made it. By, we escaped it finally. But yeah, I think Sting is definitely like probably the, one of the things that people remember the most about this movie. But like he he doesn't really have a lot to do. It's it's kind of oh, weird. Yeah. Like like he shows up in the beginning and then he, yeah, like you said, he disappears. Then he comes out of the steam bath in his speedo, which is like probably one of the most memorable scenes of the movie. And then like then it just it, then he like duels uh, Paul at the end, and that's that's it. <laughs> You know what's crazy? Like, his introduction, I think it is like a whole mu- it feels like a music video with him, right? I'm I'm shocked he didn't do like a, like a song or something for this movie, which would have been uh, <laughs> like a Sting music video or something. Because they already had Toto doing the music, which is like another crazy element of this movie. Yeah, I totally forgot Toto did the music. I, think I, I, I looked at the screen when I was having it. I said, what? Am I reading this? Like Toto's in this movie? And, and, and it's, it's so like not Toto. It's just like you would not, you would not even like, like if you had like five guesses who made the music, like you wouldn't guess Toto did the music, because <laughs> it's so far away from like Africa or like uh, Hold the Line or either like normal Toto songs. It's just like this like generic kind of like, it, I mean it has it has guitars a little bit, so I, that's kind of like the only thing that like, makes it like Toto esque. And then, then like the end credit song, which is like I think I think it actually had like a like just actual version of, like lyrics and stuff for like the end credit song. It's like it's like Take My Hand is the name of the song. I see, but, but yeah, the, I wish I wish there had been like yeah, like just a full on like like Toto like ly- like songs like lyrics like pop songs. This movie that just would have put, like put it over the top. I bless the rains out of Dune. Uh-huh. out of Arrakis. Out of Arrakis. 
that's another thing. This movie would have been it. The Dune is not what they call the planet, right? Like it's a nickname of Arrakis. I I think so because like because like Paul is like Arrakis Dune. Like yeah, it's interchangeable. Yeah. Which I guess, like, I so you know we were talking about the Harkonnens, but like, like Paul and like the Atreides are like, like, like I feel like they're kind of like they're all kind of like boring and sedated. <laughs> like, did you get that? Like, they're all they're all like very like not like <laughs> they're all just like the same kind of tonal level. Yeah, their 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 culture seems to be having a almost German royalty, like their Prussian family. Well, I mean, like the the like. The, the Duke is fucking like the captain of the of like uh like Das Boots, yeah. Like uh um Jorgen uh Jor- Jorgen Prashnow, like he was like yeah. like the star of like uh Das Boots. <laughs> so. uh, it's cool because I, I totally forgot who his father was, and then both Kyle McLaughlin and Jurgen at the time they look almost like brothers more than father. <laughs> But Kyle's like twenty something in this movie, I think. I think he's like yeah. twenty one. Mm-hmm. Jurgen's like thirty eight. Like it's just, but like Kyle McLaughlin, a lot of people say like he suffers from old man face. Yeah, because I, I I don't know how old like Paul is supposed to be in like the books or something. I think he's, but I think he's supposed to be like you know older teens slash like maybe yeah like, but but yeah, Kyle McLaughlin like like I mean. Colin McLaughlin compared to like Timothy Chalamet. Like Timothy Chalamet definitely f- feels more like yeah, he's this is like a young, a young, like a young man who's like thrust well, into this. Like in in the events of Dune, it's at least I would say eight years he's on that planet or more. Like it, it's it's not the breeze it is in this movie. I don't. They're not. They're not there for like the House of Trades isn't there for a very long before like the like yo. Harkonnens and their like emperor troops attack. So, really, I I, I, I feel like they're there I, for a while. And because okay, I'm, I'm also I think, thinking when he goes on exile and then he's just he's well, just, that's, you know, well, that's that's two like two yeah, he's, he he fights his like um his like holy war for like two years, which the movie explicitly says. But like I think when they get to the planet, I think they're only there for like a couple weeks, maybe at most, and then like the like Harkonnens attack them. Damn. Got a lot done in Which I also I love. Um, right at the beginning of the movie, like I love that the emperor just like stri- like there's a scene where the emperor just says like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm like he's lays out his entire plan like bluntly, <laughs> which is like, yeah, how's trade get, is getting too powerful, so I'm gonna team up with the Arcoans and send my troops to kill them. I'm giving them yeah, a so, Ragus. Like I don't know if the book starts like that. It feels like a whole different movie of him explaining his evil plan because. I, I don't remember, it's been so long, so when it starts with just the giant thing in the, the box, and yeah. then he's the, 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 guild, the guild navigator, because, uh, who's like a giant, like, space slug, because they, they, like, just live in spice gas. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, it's, there's, na- there's like, this, the navigators who, like, you know, can fold space, and that's how they travel through space. They, they, they started out as humans, and they dealt them, they basically, like, just put them in tanks for like forever, and then they the, the spice kind of like mutates their body into like the space. They turn like a giant space slug. Because they, they, they just get put in a tank, and then they just transform into like a navigator. 
but then this but then the spice gives them the power to like fold the space and like they can like move without moving okay i was confused by that just because i was like which, who the hell is this slug guy which we have not seen in the new i mean maybe part two we We'll see what we have not in part one. We've not seen any sort of like navigator or like slug man or anything like that yet. So, and the emperor, the emperor does not show up at all in part one. Like Chris, Christopher Walk is playing the, the emperor in part two, but he did not show up in at all in part one. It was it was just like, kind of like that was like it was just like a like a you know shadowy like the like we uh Stone Scars are like the Baron's like oh the emperor is like is secretly giving his help to like take the uh, House of Trades down. Okay, so second question: uh, Did you see the like the navigator's crew of the like the almost like an animal helper crew? But there are two guys in that crew. All their job is to do is like vacuum. <laughs> it's like meaningless vacuuming, like before and after, like when you yeah. leave the room. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, like and there's like the guy who like because like the. The navigator can still like speak, like you, like he has like there's there's not like he doesn't have to translate or anything. But then there's a guy that shows up just like with a microphone, basically just like the navigator. Like, I mean, like he's not he's like it's translating his voice into like a different like he's he's talking like this weird like whatever speech he's talking in, and then it's it's, it's like he's like translating his voice in like a weird way. It's like the it's like the like guys in like leather show up in the beginning, just like the nav this is the navigator, like pretty cool, right? No, that that part I kind of understood, but, uh, yeah, the like you're just so overwhelmed by the visuals, and you just there's no connection yet. You have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're 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 five minutes into the movie, and there's a giant slug man. <laughs> yeah, that is how this movie just introduced itself, and mm-hmm. it's a lot. Yeah. Uh. I also uh, well, I was I was saying like the the emperor also does not seem that threatening. Like no, we 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 think of the emperor like I think of like Emperor Palpatine. Like that's like an, that's an emperor. This guy is just like this guy seems like the, like like the bad guy of like a like some like Caribbean island that like the like expendables are gonna like kill or something. <laughs> like it seems like it doesn't seem like the emperor of like the entire fucking universe. Like and, it, and he's answering to the slug monster. So yeah, it's already starting off on the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just he just does not seem like someone that is like th- this is like the all powerful person of the of the entire known universe is like this this guy in like this like uh like dictator outfit. <laughs> no offense to Jose Ferrer, but like I mean he's he's not seem threatening at all. No, no. And the fact that like you see him kind of struggle and try to explain his his plot, and then the monster is just sort of like, Yeah, I didn't say this, bye. Mm-hmm. I was not here, so he doesn't agree. Like he doesn't want to be known that they agree, the guild agrees with the emperor. Well, the guild, the guild is this like the navigators guild is like the one, are the ones like basically like putting this whole plan in motion of like we don't we like we don't want house like house, house trades is a threat to like our our guild plus like the, like the emperor. So like we want you to take them out, and also like. I think because I think because of the spice, they can see like the future or something. They can see like or they have like visions. Like they know Paul is going to be like a a huge threat to them. So that's why they're like kill them now. They need to kill trees like the house trees now. Well, at least the navigator was 
giving him a fair warning goes you have to kill the bull it paul you, mm-hmm. you don't kill don't worry about the duke yeah paul <laughs> paul's the one <laughs> paul is what a lot of people refer to as the space jesus <laughs> he's the quits the hatterack which I, I had to look up online. I was like, I, they mentioned it like three <laughs> times in the movie, but I had to look at like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Well, there's there's the Benny Jesuit who are like the space witches, and they've been trying for centuries to like have one of their one of their like members, you know, give birth to the Quitsat Hatterack, which is like you know like yeah the super being that can like, uh, you know, control like see the future, see the past, like like basically have the same powers like the space navigators can like you know. All, all these like superpowers basically, and then they'll be like the like the you know, most powerful being in the universe. I get why the navigators are afraid because this thing is very powerful without being dunked in space. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I feel like if the navigating just fold time and space, wouldn't they just teleport this guy out into space and that would solve the problem? I don't know if they. I don't know if they can like. Teleport like individual people. I think they could just like this, just, just do the ships or something. <laughs> I don't think they, I don't think they, they, they just like 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 yeah you know, like just teleport a person like into like the middle of space or something. <laughs> I know it'd be a short movie if you, if you did. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Some of the, some of the other characters. Um. There's, there's there's so many char- like so many character actors in this movie that you're like you're like oh that guy's here, <laughs> um, I think I I think definitely um someone who's better in this like the character's better in this movie than in like the the new ones is Brad Dourif as uh uh Peter DeVries because like David David the plays him in the in the new in part one, um and he's he, I mean he's good he's I mean he's but he doesn't really have a lot to do and like Brad Dourif is just, is just like devouring a scene in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, he, he eats scenery in this, and he has a creepy energy to him. And he, like, he seems like, he's like the, he seems like the true, like, like, the true, like, person, like, the, like, running the Arconans, like, because <laughs> he's, like, like, because all the other, like, like, the Baron and all, the, all of his, like, nephews are just, like, fucking morons, and he's, like, one, like, uh, yo, this, yeah, he's the one with, like, a this, real plan. This is the plan we should be doing, guys, like, stop floating around in, like, your, like, helium suit, whatever, Baron, like, we got we gotta, like, do this plan. He's the one keeping the group on task. And I don't know. The the issue I see is that he there should be more people in charge or the Harkonnens need like handlers. <laughs> yeah. So I know the new one, like the Harkonnen people aren't like left alone. They usually have someone there with them. Or they have like a crew, but well, the, in this, they, it's just like the doctor's working on uh, the what is it like the the Baron, his like oh, hideous like face. <laughs> like, well, this this this. Okay, wait, I, I, I want to get into the crazy introduction of other Arconans. Well, yeah, and then you're already seeing the Baron who is like praised by his world's people. Like they think he's the most beautiful man. He's he can't do no mm-hmm. wrong. This is a god on his planet. Yeah. And then they bring in Sting and his brother and they, 
I, I mentioned like it comes in like a music video. There's like a whole soundtrack change, mm-hmm. it, camera angle zooms. It becomes like yep. a fever dream of of just like this feels like David Lynch really like going, oh, I, I mean, touch the waters of just getting people my visuals. Yeah, and then and, see, it, yeah. So, so Paul Smith is uh, Raban, who is Dave Batista in the new ones. Yeah, Paul Smith doesn't really do much. It's just, I no. show that he's like a big dude, which fine. He looks like a tough '80s big dude, but not by today's standard anymore, right? You know, to be fair, like Dave Batista didn't really, didn't really do much in the new one either. Like, he, but he looks way more like intimidating and threatening in the new one. <laughs> But he did, he doesn't really like fight anybody or do anything. Like I mean, ho- I'm he hoping still in part two, do that either. like he, he like in uh, but he's still kind of the new, the new one is kind of like he just is like kind of like standing like he's standing around and yelling at people. Like he, he's yelling like we got killed trade days. But then he doesn't he doesn't get like any like big fights or anything. Yeah, oh, really? I mean, hopefully I maybe there was something. Maybe hopefully maybe part two, maybe part two like he'll like you know get to a skirmish with somebody. But I see. Uh, yeah, so basically, when you're seeing their crew, they're all just, like, greasy-looking. Every Harkonian has, like, a sheen on them, either through, like, pure sex magic, which is the thing look, or they're just gross for either eating, like, out of control, or, mer- like, putting the plug on their servants, which, I was like, is it just, like, a thing in your planet? You have to have a heart plug? Yeah, it's a plug that you you can pull out and it's like bleed to death if you pl- pull it out. <laughs> also, and like at one point, like Raban like just like walks past like these guys just like carving like an upside down cow, and he's like rips off like the ear or something. He starts eating it. Yeah, I, I did like I don't know if that was like a space cow. That's how you eat it. I don't. She's just a so cow going on. Yeah. So yeah, that's the villains, and they talk about like that they run. Uh, they used to run Dune. I think. I think. I, th- I think the only reason that like, they're so powerful, and like, at least in this in this version, is like because they ran they they ran the spice trade in Arrakis, so they're, they're like super 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 rich. All right, and their time has come where it's over, but but I like, don't understand why. If, 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 if they if they if if they never ran Arrakis, they would like I don't know understand how they would be like a powerful force in like the universe. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what trade they have. Like the like the new Harkonnens are like you, you're like oh okay yeah like, even if they didn't like even if they didn't like run Dune before like Arrakis before they're still like a very like threatening force like they're like scary and like intimidating and like I I I, I get they could like you know go to war with like other like houses and stuff but these guys like the Dune nineteen eighty four Harkonnens are just like they're like such like <laughs> they're so ridiculous. Right, so. Um, yeah, the, we're at war, essentially feuding between the aristocratic family of uh, Atreides. the Atreides, House Atreides, and then the Arconans, who are just like hillbilly perverts. <laughs> yep. And the Emperor sides with hillbilly. the hillbilly. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, what, why? Because because the tra- apparently the Atreides are too they're, they're going they're getting too powerful. They're threatening the Emperor, and they have, uh, you know, the secret weapon, which is the weirding modules. Even they don't know what that is because they say that it's like a secretive thing and they can't figure it out. Yeah, someone, some like someone tells the, tells the emperor or so, someone or someone like, oh, they have like these. They're building like a, like a sonic army or something. <laughs> Which, um, 
so yeah, so the weirding modules are like you, you can use your voice and it, it basically fires like a projectile beam and then like but then like different words have different effects apparently um and which they're, they're not in the book uh they got they're created basically just for this movie the new movies don't have anything to do with like <laughs> the weirding modules or um it's basically in the books there is um the weirding way which is like a it's like basically a, it's, it's the benny jesseret like fighting style where if you're trained in like this like specific like martial art you can like teleport basically and that's what the weirding way is. But in, the, in this movie, it's like the weirding way is like, oh, you ha- actually have like weirding modules that like in the weirding way is like you use your voice to like, uh, you know, fire beams of energy. They really they, they really downplay like because there's a weirding modules, but there's also just the voice, which is like you use like, you know, control people and force them to do things. And, and the Jedi mind trick. Yeah. And the new one really leans into the voice. And there's nothing about there hasn't been anything yet about like you know the weirding way or like any sort of like martial arts or anything. But this one, like I think, like they used like the voice like twice in the David Lynch version, and it's all about like the these like weird beam guns that you like shout. It's, it's like that. Uh, was it like Nintendo thing? Like the like uh, that like weird like headset that you like the you like the yellow things that like it shoots like like gun. Oh. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, but it's just, it's it's such a weird it's such a weird thing. And you're like, because like, like late like late in the movie, you just get you just see people people just like yelling things. There's just like yelling words and like uh like uh <laughs> shooting beams like exploding things. And the effects aren't that great. It, oh no! <laughs> they did not add the what you think they're going to add for like a, a voice weapon. The gun, whatever, right? But there's no like yellow lines. There's no cartoon outline. It just, it just sort of people just fall down. Well, sometimes sometimes it's not even like a beam at all. There's there's not even like a visual representation of it. It's just like it's like explosion happens. That's what I'm saying. You just your voice, I, and you're like assuming that that's the same person talking. Because sometimes you're like, oh wait, is it like it's like invisible? Is it it's like an invisible beam? But then sometimes there are actual beams. That's like it's just like it's very consistent about what these green modules do. But that, but that's after that's after uh, you know Paul um, has joined the Fremen. Like the, you know, the the native warriors of uh, Arrakis, and it becomes like they're like <laughs> it becomes like uh, Wadib is except that name, and then he, then he becomes like their leader because he's like the uh, you know their messiah basically. Yeah, for the planet that saw some cool shit, and like no one else has seen it because no one's reporting on this, so it's just. Like, the Emperor wants to come see this for himself. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the movie is about um, this rebellion that is halting the production of Spice. Because, okay, I guess in the books, they really take its time about the fall of House Atreides, and it takes a while, but What's, in this it, movie, they get it, really into, like, certain specifics for, like, a good ten minutes in each subject. Well, like, I was like, so, like, Dune Part 1, the new one, is basically... They like it's like you know it's, it's two and a half hours and it's all like it's all of all the fall of the house like fall of the trades and like it ends with like it ends with like Paul like joining the Fremen and then then that's where like part two is gonna pick up so they're, they're, like, then but then this one is like the first what hour and a half is 
we kind of get to that point, but then the last forty five minutes is like this like crazy condensed like it's like like it, it's sort of like it kind of like devolves oh, rapid fire. It, yeah. it devolves it devolves to like just like 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 segments and then like it like fades out it, 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 like montages where it's like it's like there's like tons of voiceover from like Virginia Madsen being like for two years Paul led the freemen against the, like in the rebellion against the emperor and like destroyed the spice production. It's like two years. <laughs> Yeah, I think they show that because Kyle McLaughlin's hair grows out slightly. Yeah, well, there was apparently there was like, um, like David Lynch had like a, got it down to like a three-hour version, but then Universal's like, no, it's got to be two hours or like just barely over two hours. So then they had to reshoot a bunch of stuff and they had to like redo like add a bunch of voiceover and then that's why like the like end is like so like montagey and crazy. So, uh, yeah, let's get into just like the right before the fall because yeah. it seemed like uh you didn't know who the the villain was at the moment yet like who the betrayer is mm-hmm. so my money was on like if you haven't seen it before you think it's gonna be uh the master assassin right it feels like it was gonna be him like uh, which character uh the the tra- the minute guy the Trades minute oh well, he's not he's not he's not assassin he's like he's like a like like data from like like Star Trek he's like a like a human calculator basically is he yeah that's what the mentats are they're like um they're like they're like that's that's what that's what like uh, Brad Dourif is too like he's like the Harkonnens mentat they're like they're kind of like they can like they like do like calculations they like take spice and like they do like these like crazy calculations and stuff okay but that's the thing. So one one minute can do calculation, thinks he has a good plan, and then one version does the same thing, and he um, he is no. See, in, he's the master of assassins for House of Trades. Oh, oh that's I guess his title. I guess I guess maybe that's like one of his other roles. I guess maybe I don't know. So like that's the thing. He's the one who's like the tactician, who's just like, all right, we need mm-hmm. to do this and this. Because he's the one who's figuring out where the bombs are planted, but he's mentioning that he's finding them too easily. And, and, fi- and finding all the like, uh, like Harkonnen guys are just like, like sealed into walls. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, here's a dead Har- Harkonnen that just is here. It's like, where are these guys popping out from? They get into the new one. They get into like the new one too. Like where like the Harkonnen just like sabotaged all the equipment and like left all this like they left like the shittiest equipment for the Atreides, like so they couldn't like produce enough spice. That makes sense. It's like, oh, we're trading hands, so, like, let's give you the shittiest, like, parts. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're basically trashing the apartment. So, uh, I get why there are, like, bad equipment, but there's, like, new dead bodies that I, <laughs> I like, they keep finding, like, every hour yeah. in, in their time. Mm-hmm. Like, where are these guys coming from? Also, why don't the Harkonians also have the, the suit? The like efficiency suit, the the still suits. Yeah, they like no one else has them besides House Atreides and maybe and then the people who live there. I think I think it's part of it is maybe because like the Harkonnens were like, f- like f- like basically trying to murder all the Fremen. <laughs> like they were like at war with the Fremen, and then the Atreides like are trying to like make peace with them. Ah, yeah, that's the difference from the the new one is that they actually see a little bit more on their side, so it's not just like an hour and a half in and then it's just like oh let's let's figure out what the Fremen are all about yeah 
Also, why are they called the Furman and not the Ar- 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 Arcadian? Ar- Ar- Arachians or something? Arachian, yeah. It's like they're just not called that. Yeah. Like a whole different tribe name. Mm-hmm. That was confusing a little bit. Yeah, the, 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 also the Fremen in this movie are like way more trusting and like welcoming than the new one. Like the new one, like Paulus, like fucking like kill one of them. To, like it, and like as soon as they arrive, like one of them is like, "It's just like we gotta kill these outsiders." It's like, well, fight them, I guess. Like, yeah, it's tribal. It's just all right. You want to be a part of this clan? Prove your worth. And this one is like, oh hey, welcome. Like, uh, let us let, let, let us show you like our like billions of gallons of water that we keep underground. <laughs> Okay, so to be fair, when they discovered them, it some of them were like part of their factory, so it wasn't like uh, complete like lies. Yeah, like, completely like oh, we gotta like figure that out. Plus, like they gained the trust because the Fremen were the servants mm-hmm. in in the place. Yeah, there's like the, the the one who was like the housekeeper, and then like Paul saves her from like the the remote control like assassin bug. Which that scene takes forever. <laughs> the whole don't move, watch it float around, and it's 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 very similar to the the new one. The new one has like, it's like also kind of like trying to build tension and stuff. The new one, it's, it's a very similar scene. <laughs> that's I think that's when I had to turn on the subtitles. I think <laughs> and then like raise my volume up because the constant like Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin is like it's a hunter seeker. I I it takes movement. I need to be quiet. That and then the, also like, the hunter seeker is not quiet. It's also making uh, sounds. Wow! 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 I'm like, oh boy. And it's being—is it being remote controlled or does it have AI? I it's, have it's, no it's, idea. It's, it's, remote, it's remote control, like because they find a guy that was like buried in the wall that's controlling like the hunter seeker. It's like the, like that. After Paul destroys it, it's like, oh, this guy was like buried in the wall, like with a remote control for like months. But that guy. He couldn't see Paul. I don't know how. I don't. I don't know if he can like if that like you know Hunter Seeker had like a camera in there or something. Yeah, I don't really know how he like is able to control it. Because because it says I think he says it's a too dark or it text you can only see it by movement. But then so it's like it must have like a very terrible like like sensor system or something in it or like no like light sensors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like weird technology has limitations. Yeah. So another thing about uh, uh, was it Dorf Hardwat, the Freddie Jones character? Same guy, oh, Master oh, Assassin. Th- oh, Thufer. Thufer Howitt. <laughs> so I thought Thufer and then Brad Dorf were like father and son or something. <laughs> well, I think they're just like I don't I don't know if the Mentheads are a species or if they're like like all Mentheads. I have like you know like the crazy eyebrows or something. Yeah, but so like that's what threw me off too. Because they're, they're both, yeah, they're both, they're both Mentats, so they're both, like, these, like, uh, like, kind of, like, human computers, basically. But the fact that they all have the same, like, hair, like hair? Yeah, the hair crazy, is just crazy, like, huh. crazy, bushy eyebrows, yeah. But I'm, I'm assuming it's just, like, uniformity. Eventually, everyone sort of just, like, hits a species uh, peak, so they all have, like, the traits. They all look the same in this planet. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's, like, no diversity, I guess, because eventually they all become whatever the planet is. That's why, like, the Harkonians all look like... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
so yeah, the big betrayal by the Doctor, who Dean like Stockwell, Dean, yeah, Dean Stockwell, really showing his thing, but his thing is the fall of Trades was sort of a, a crazy play that he wanted to get close to the Baron. To yeah, because in, in in this version they killed his wife already. Like his wife was dead, but then in the new one they're like stringing him along and saying like, "Oh, your wife is still like we're holding your wife hostage. If you and if you help us kill the trace, then we'll, we'll let your wife go." I see. So th- so this in this in the, the nineteen eighty four version, it's all about like it's already like it's just strictly revenge and like I need to, I need to like kill like the person the people that killed my wife and my family or whatever. So well. That's the no. So another thing is, he um he was really like his will was broken or it's like like his confidence or whatever it was. He had some sort of program, like he had imperial programming, and then they broke it or so, somehow, and then which I, I'm not sure what that means, but yeah, it's not but, explained. Dorf's the one who's like, oh, I did it. Yeah, and then so apparently that means that they they were able to turn him against like their Atreides because I guess if they didn't do that, he was like absolutely loyal to the Atreides, I guess, or something. You know, I will say, I, one, one, one of the Atreides characters that is totally, like, is absolutely, like, 1,000% better in the new one is uh, Duncan Idaho. Oh, like, like he, such, like, in this movie, movie is, like, just absolute nothing burger. <laughs> like, like, the most fucking boring character in the entire movie. And then in I the new one... forgot, and, like, who he was. Yeah, in the new then... one... And the new one's like Jason Momoa, and he's like, like, so much, like, personality, and, like, calling, like, Paul, like, Paul my boy! Like, like... He's supposed to be the be- one of the best warriors of the House yeah. of Trades. Oh, he, he gets murked, like, so easily. <laughs> like In this, yeah, like, this is the best? Yeah. He, he's, like, he lets a dart fly through his shield and, like, a, like, in slow motion and stab him in the head and he's dead. It's like, alright. I mean, not to spoil the new one, but that happens better in the... Well, in, the, in, in part one, like, he has, like, a this, like, epic last stand. Like, he's, like, takes on, like, like a dozen guys by himself to like let Paul and like Jessica escape. This, that like, makes sense. So it's it's a way more heroic death. Like he's like a way, way it's like a million times better a character. Like it's just way more interesting, way more fun. Like he's he has actual jokes. Like he has personality. Like if like if, if there's one character is, is like like it's like significantly better than in the new one. It's it's Duncan Idaho. Like this movie does not do justice to that character at all. Yeah, the actor who played him isn't bad. It's just they no. gave him nothing to do. I'm still, I'm, I'm still trying. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out though if uh, you know James, uh, Josh Brolin or Patrick Stewart though, because that's that's a, that's a competition. Because <laughs> they're both great. So, I mean, Gunnery is interesting because in yeah. the beginning, yeah, Gunnery, Gurney, so, Gur- Gurney, yeah, Gurney walks in with this badass loot. <laughs> that is, I think I saw the Simpsons parody at first before, or like I, I remember seeing it in the Simpsons, someone like the combo guy is like trying to teach Bart that like that's a cool thing to get into this hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's like he's like the like most musician mu- musical guy in like House of Trades. He's 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 like a warrior musician. But. Yeah, it's like, all right, I get it. And he is, 
I bet you Josh Brolin does not have that, right? He doesn't walk they, around that loop. They kind of, they kind of like, uh, they make a joke. Like Paul is at one point is like, "Sing us a song, Gurney," but he, like he doesn't have like a like his like whatever instrument that is. Uh, and he, he also doesn't have a battle pug, which I think is like maybe puts Patrick Stewart like above like Josh Brolin. <laughs> which there's, I don't know where, like I don't know if that's in the book, but like trade like House of Trades has like pugs all, everywhere. Like, they're all carrying pugs. Yeah, uh, in the royal thing, I, I was like, I think they're supposed to be modeled off the British family because Queen Elizabeth had pugs. Yeah, so they're supposed to be that kind of glitzy but, royalty. One, I mean, one of the best scenes in, in, in 1984 is Patrick Stewart like in battle, like fighting like Dark Conans when they're like attacking the House of Trades, and he's got a, a pug, like a little pug puppy, like tucked into his shirt, like and he's like firing a machine gun at these like Dark Conans. So hopefully, hopefully, maybe in part two, maybe we'll get a pug at some point. There's no, there, there wasn't any pugs in part one. <laughs> yeah, in the books, I'm wondering. It's either it's either in the books or it's just a weird David Lynch thing. I'm just like, give him all pugs. Like, yeah, like, I feel like that's a David Lynch thing. I like pugs. Like, give him all pugs. Damn, this makes no sense. It's like somehow pugs survive. Yeah, the only dog species that survived is pugs. Like right now, currently, pugs have one of the worst dog health. And it's like, oh, it's it better in the future. They get like a giant boost. Yeah. Oh, if if we're, if we're comparing characters too, I think uh, you know Rebecca Ferguson is also definitely a, a huge improvement over uh, Francesca Annis as Lady Jessica. Like, who's kind of like. Kind of devolves like a like just like a like a super helpless character <laughs> after like how Trace falls and then she and Paul are like in the desert. I mean, but, she she sort of was cheering on her son and and from yeah. a distance is I don't know uh, encouraging and she gives birth to the super baby. <laughs> so, well, yeah, she she drinks the like poison water that like. Uh, also, but also like turns her into like a like a super a super witch, I guess. And then also, yeah, give, lets her give his birth to uh, Paul's sister Aaliyah, who, with I guess in two years becomes like a like, like eight year old, yeah, <laughs> with with like the full powers of like a, a Benny Gesserit like Reverend Mother, which is like the most powerful like Benny Gesserit witch person. Which that that final scene where it's like how, how like how does she get into the pal like the, wherever they were like how, she breaks into like single handedly breaks into like the Harkonnens like uh, the Arrakis like, where, where like rules Arrakis like that like palace. No, no, she gets invited. Oh, they invite her in. <laughs> yeah, she's a messenger, so they invite her in, and then that's oh, where but, she's like, "I have a warning," and then yeah. they're like, "Okay." <laughs> but then, but then it's just, they just keep letting her like say things and like do things. Yeah, that's like... the whole thing. It's just like, all right, well. This because the other their witch is uh, the Harkonnens witch is like this is an abomination like what yeah. is this they need to stop her and like no one moves a finger for her they're like Are you, it's like no you should probably listen to your witch when she's afraid of that witch yeah this little this like little girl is like way more powerful than your witch and can like is like like it's like, like yeah like as powerful as her brother probably. Slightly less powerful than her brother, but like they're both like insanely powerful. Yeah, they're powerful because she's just more power in the witch powers. Uh, I mean, for now, I don't know. I feel like she should be stronger in the future, where she basically is the best, the best of both worlds. Yeah. Maybe that's something that happens in one of the Dune books. 
or maybe it happened in like the whatever during one of those months like like maybe there's a detail in the like in the montages that we didn't see <laughs> when they, they were like like trying to cram probably 500 pages into like 45 minutes <laughs> So there is a shot with the little... I mean, this girl gets introduced so goddamn quick and brought into the movie. I think the first time we actually hear her talk is... Is this scene? Or is it before? I think maybe a couple... Maybe a little bit before. Okay. I, 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 do, I, do, I do love that, like... Um, <laughs> we basically get... There's a shot of, like, her, like, coming out of the womb, basically, or right in the womb. It's like a bloody baby. It's, it's like that, uh, like, Death Stranding scene. <laughs> it's like... Yes. like I it's like the baby, the, the baby, just like they're like, "Hey, I'm here." Like this baby knows it's a baby. Like, oh, yeah, that's weird. So, yeah, I that part, and then there's a scene where she's like dancing while there's like destruction. Do you notice that? It's like a, yeah, it's intercut. It's such a David Lynch like out of context insertion shot. Mm-hmm. Just like when Paul's having the vision of his sister, when he goes, he realizes what he can foresee, what's growing in his mom. Is, it, is that when he, is that when he drinks the water of life and then has like his crazy trip where he's just I like, think so. where he, he find like, like, okay, like so he, he finally understands like what the like the, what the sleeper must the awaken heart, means and like yeah, the moon yeah. and all that stuff, like and, and the visions. Yeah. So, okay, that's how he figures out his name, right? Or is that no? That's before. That's way before. That's, when, he, when he joins the family, he's like, "Oh, I like. Oh, what is like? What's was like when the, the, like, the second, second phase of the moon or something? Yeah." yeah. Or... And, then, think... and, he, and then he falls in love with Chani, who's played by Sean Young. <laughs> and he realizes he's been following with her forever because he's been having the same dream. <laughs> Where she, like, I love the, like the one scene they get this constantly shows like, "Tell me about your home world." And that's what, like what made her like fall in love with her. It's like, oh, she wants to know about my home world, like. Ooh. And then they're like, there's like a, one of the montage things. Like, Virginia Mance is like, and they fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> like in many years or many yeah, days? like no, in like two years, that. yeah. Just that one question. Yeah, it's definitely a pacing issue. I feel like this is the cliff notes of things, and you feel it. You feel definitely just rushed because. I guess whenever Virginia Madison isn't on, like, somewhere talking to kind of connect the dots, mm-hmm. this movie is just on scale, like, very dense. Like, I thank God they brought them two movies to, te- to explain things, and yeah. they don't do whisper talk, and there's mm-hmm. no Virginia Madison popping out of the galaxy to explain things. <laughs> yeah, it would have it been... Uh... Florence Pugh, if, if, if like in the new one, if like they did the same thing, because like she's playing the same character that uh, Virginia Mance is playing. Uh, the Emperor's daughter, the Prince Princess uh, Erlu- Erlu- Yeah. Okay, so now I've got a question about that. If you have this Emperor who is Emperor for whatever reason, and then Space Jesus shows up, like, yeah, like he's gonna take your Emperor title. He's literally mm-hmm. like a god. Yeah. He's, like, ta- he's, ta- he's taken over the one, pl- like the literally the one planet in the entire universe where the like the most powerful, the most important thing in the galaxy is <laughs> the entire universe. Like okay. you, only get, you only get spice on Arrakis. So, but then in the movie, he's declaring that he's going to get rid of all the spice. Yes, because that, that they'll like free free everyone from like the control of like the guild and the emperor. That like no one will, like they'll like, destroy all their power. 
So is that why he wants it to rain? Because someone said, I, I read online says, if it rains on that planet with sandworms and you basically have no sand and you have no sandworms and then you have no spice because the spice well, comes from the sandworm. Yeah, that's like, so like the, the, the worms generate the spice? I guess so. Yeah. But they, then they, it's like, they, they, they prefer the desert because of that. They haven't they haven't gotten into that in the uh, any of the new series yet. I'm sure that'll probably be in part two, which when we see that we'll we'll get the answers to that probably. But like, will the worms evolve into like whales or something? I <laughs> I do I do love to look like the worms are great in the in this movie in the yes. eighty four version. They are like great awesome stop motion monsters. <laughs> Oh, I mean, but I mean, the new ones are also like like uh, awesome. But like the new ones are just like it's just like a, a black hole of teeth. Oh, <laughs> uh, they don't have the same kind of look. It's I mean, because the, the like the the eighty four ones have you know like a lot of teeth. They have like the, they have like the like the, the kind of like the tri beak kind of thing going on, and like the new ones are just like it's like a giant just like gaping hole of teeth. <laughs> They're more like they're more like Sarlacc pit esque, like like if it's like the Sarlacc monster was also had like a giant body. I see. But that, but that's that, that's one of Paul's superpowers too is like he can like you know control the sandworms and ride the sandworms. That's like they're like big weapon. They have they have sandworms and the and the weirding guns at the end. That's like can like destroy the emperor and like his like forces. Yeah. So. Right now, when I mean in in nineteen eighty four, in that in that, so right after the Doctor betrays House Atreides, but then his backup plan is like House Atreides still living on through Paul and hoping that they can escape and build the weird weirding guns again from this planet. I don't know. Maybe yeah, yeah. Like that was the Doctor's sort of like failsafe. Well, I think that was just like uh like that was like his deal with the Baron was like oh if you you know smash this poison tooth and kill the Baron then I'll I'll make sure Paul and Lady Jessica escape. So the I don't know like the scene the a lot of the scenery chewing happens in the middle is when they're they're flying the ship that Lady Jessica and Paul take and they crash land in the desert mm-hmm. in the Forbidden Zone. The Forbidden Zone. <laughs> and then all they're left is just with the thumper, and then they have to run their asses they have, off. They have, they have still suits and, and thumpers, and then like the plan, yeah, the plans for the weirding way, and then. Well, uh, I don't think they only have one thumper because they use it one yeah, time, yeah. and then it's like, okay, you can't walk in rhythm because that's how we piss off the sandworm. So you have to walk out of rhythm. Yes, which they, they don't they, look like they are. They look like no. they're still running. The 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 new like the any of the new movies like definitely they get there's like a very it's like a specific like movement you like a it's like a sweep then a couple steps and like a, like it's it's like a dance kind of basically it's like the the, the sand walk so they 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 get much more into detail in that this yeah this was just like I got like kind of like like run a little bit and then stop and then shuffle a little bit and then run or something <laughs> like it's, they don't really it's not really a specific like way of moving in the in this one in the eighty four version it's like run. Because that sandworm shows up, and then it's pissed for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they climb into that rock crevice, there's a scene where, like, I don't know, it's definitely, like, uh, 
uh, Francine Annis, like Lady Jessica, like she, she acts like nothing's going on. It's a very like dead like it's a oh, oh oh like you know it's it's so like she has no concern for Paul at moments. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot, a lot of these, a lot of these, like Atreides uh, actors are just like they don't really seem concerned about anything or like are kind of emotionless about everything. <laughs> maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's the problem I'm seeing. It's just there's no emotion. Yeah. Yeah, every, every, every kind of feels like they're on tranquilizers or like sedatives or something. Yeah, oddly relaxed for the what's going on, but and, and, I think cover. I was, I was saying, like, I think the voiceover doesn't help either because like there's a lot of scenes where they're just like they're supposed to be just just standing there like like motionless or like with like no emotion, and then you can just hear like their voices in their head. <laughs> so it's just like Kyle Mucker just like sitting there and just like you, you're hearing his thoughts, but like he's not talking or emoting or anything. It's just like him just staring at. The, into like the distance, like all and like all the actors like get, get that a lot of like it's like they just have to stare for like however many minutes until like the, or like couple, however many seconds until like the like voiceovers over. <laughs> Why? What, what? It's like what? What do I have to do? Why do you know that? What? What does he mean by that? It's like. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of thoughts taking over, so in order to fill in the time, just looks. It's just people giving each other looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the Fremont cult that is just waiting for them in the cave. And it's mm-hmm. the prophecy that they had that, like, no one else knows. I think there's a... Th- there's, there's a... It's in the new movie, and I think it's in the book. It's in the book where like the Benny Gesserit, like someone, one of their like members, like came to like Arrakis and basically like they they created the prophecy. Like there's gonna be someone from off world that knows your language, like that is gonna be like your messiah that like free you from like uh, free Arrakis. And so like and there's like they basically plant all these signs, and then Paul Paul like meets all those signs. They're like, oh, he's the messiah. I would love to have seen that instead of heard about it. You know, like that's a <laughs> show. Don't have to tell me. Have a yeah. Freeman on planet, uh, uh, Atreyi, and then just sort of just say, "Oh, hey, like you're the the latest hair. Like you might be the one to save us. Something, something like that." Mm-hmm. They really clo- close tight lip on that until the the, the mage says something. It's just a pacing issue. I feel like again, <laughs> yeah, it gets, on... it, it gets, it gets, it gets like they get to like wherever, wherever, like after it's it's like after like they like the attack the house of Trades, like it's just like whatever that part is in the book, then they just like it's just like they got to a point where it's just like oh shit, we have to like explain all this like it gets it gets weird and we have to like try to cram this like. 45 minutes to at, like at most because <laughs> like because like all 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 this like end stuff with like the fremen and like the like you know water of life and the sandworms and the like that's gonna be like th- probably three hours in the new movie <laughs> and it's it's like it's 45 minutes in this movie God damn. so i mean that's I mean, that's definitely one of the advantages of the, of the new movies is like they have like six out they have six hours to tell one book instead of like Two hours to one book. Uh, 
It's like it's like the opposite. Like this movie has like the opposite. Like the 1984 Dune has like the opposite problem. Like like the Hobbit, like the the Hobbit trilogy, where it's like it's like that. That was like a short book that like got expanded like six hours of movies. And like this is like a giant book that like they try to cram the two hours. This is yeah, you're right. This is the opposite of the Hobbit issue where they, or, they there's no filler because they just can't. Like this yeah. movie is all important key points that they just cram into. Or this is like uh like the Dark Tower where they tried to like cram seven books into one movie. <laughs> I think Dark Tower was the last movie where they try to do that. Yeah. And that was that Dark Tower was like ninety minutes, dude. That was like yeah, you know, we we're taking these like seven books that are all like eight hundred pages and we're trying to cram it into like ninety minutes. <laughs> So at least, I mean, at least this is like just over two. Like at least they had like two, at least two hours to try to like cram this in. It's still nowhere near enough to like try to like get everything into this movie. But yeah, it, it's like a great story. There's great concepts. But the problem is, is that you have a lot of exposition that they just don't have time for. Yeah. Um. Even us. Like, I mean, for us, we we know. The, the big thing is the final confront, confrontation between Sting and Kyle McLaughlin. They, they oh my really, god! They, they, they exit Sting out of the movie, and then through through just basically fucking with the Spice production, that's when the Emperor's like, alright, let's 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 see what's going on, and that, like... The whole end is just so weird, where yeah, it's like, like, Kyle McLaughlin, like, Kyle McLaughlin, like, they've won, like, the Fremen and, like, like they've they've totally destroyed like the entire army. They have the emperor like oh, in like one night. It, yeah. But here's a, here's something I'll give props to the emperor for. He at least is participating. He's not just sitting behind a door like waiting in a chair. Like he, oh, yeah. he was jumps in... on a turret. <laughs> yeah, that weird like whatever that like that spinning turret. Like, yeah, merry round turret thing. Yeah. But yeah, they've won. They have them like it's basically like they're about to sur- like. They're, like it's like you're done like surrender but then it's just like then it's just like oh hey sting you want to fight it's like sure i'll fight it's like all right let's fight like it's like it's like no reason for the fight at all because they've like paul has already won it's it's just, it's just like the show it's just like the show off his new powers basically yeah but i i like that they even said like no powers no no voice things because it's supposed to be yeah. a fair knife fight mm-hmm. so but then, but he, that's kind of. Nice. But then he, he he stabs him in like the in like the throat and kills him. But then he does like a he uses like the word like a, a, one of the, like his killing words and it like double kills him. Oh, it splits him in half and then it breaks yeah. around. Like I remember yeah. here's the thing. There were certain moments I remember as a kid watching this whenever Dune was somewhere and I'd catch bits and pieces. Like I think I saw the, the whole movie once. And then the rest of the time I've caught like either the television version or just some movie channel that had nothing to do for a giant block of time. So, yeah, I remember seeing that scene where he does the, the like fatality on his <laughs> dead body. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that was more epic and there was more things going on. But that's literally the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah. And they also, they, they, they never resolve... Like oh, did the emperor surrender? Like what? Like it's just like yeah, it starts yeah, raining. They're sort of like, it's, all right, cool. It's, 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 it starts raining, and then like Paul's sister's like, he's the quits that heterac, and then that's it. Like there's like no like oh, it's like the emperor's the the empire has fallen. Like I'm the new emperor now, or like it's just like there's no <laughs> he kills thing, and it was like 
all right, it's raining now, I guess. <laughs> like, I mean, that was the last of the Harkonian heads, I guess. <laughs> well, like, the Baron gets like thrown into like a sandworm mouth <laughs> and gets eaten. Which they reuse that battle theme. It's like someone else made that battle theme, and they really get their money's worth trying to put mm. that in any time they're fighting. I try. Is it? Is, is, I'm trying to think of, is it, is it, is it, like that's a Toto theme or because there's also like there's... oh no the Toto theme it, it's like this is from someone else it's in the in the credits it's that he has a battle theme well there's there's the prophecy theme which uh, Brian Eno uh, created uh, so I don't like know it's the same guy yeah so like so Brian Eno is like a, you know like you know experimental <laughs> like. Like and then he he specifically did like the prophecy theme and then like totally did all the rest of the, like the like other music. Maybe the prophecy theme is the battle music. I'm thinking. Of. Maybe yeah. It almost reminds me of the Transformers battle theme or like the movie fight scene that's epic. Because mm-hmm. it's just like guitar strings and then wailing sounds, and. The final battle is pretty cool looking. The giant worms, the the miniatures, all the extras that they hire to run in the desert. I, I, and I, I love all the like like the Harkonnen like troops are also like really, look really awesome and like like a bunch of the, a bunch of the costume stuff are like like really awesome in this movie. Like just like weird like uh, radiation suits or like weird like uh, stormtrooper esque suits. Like yeah, yeah, they they went all out on certain designs. Uh, some of the visuals look like rough still. I, I, well, I don't know they are. Any, well, anything any, like all the practical stuff is great. Anything that tries to do like primitive CG or like like primitive primitive visual effects is terrible. Agreed. Agreed. That's why at the end when they just go to a basic knife knife fight, it just looks good. No, yeah. no one's using shields. Nope. There's no um, stupid monster like watching. It it just all. Straight up, these two guys trying to stab each other, mm-hmm. and then Paul's vision of the future happens with Sting laughing. <laughs> yeah, I love I love those two where it's just like he like Paul he keeps having these visions and like the one of Sting just like hey, hey, I'm gonna kill you, Paul. I'll see you later. Like yeah, I'm yeah, Sting. Like, yeah. you're dead, Paul. Like, But yeah, overall, um, do nineteen eighty four, uh, you know, very interesting, <laughs> interesting movie. Um, I, I, I'm glad we have like the like the uh, Denny Villeneuve movies now to like kind of like you know give Dune like a proper <laughs> adaptation. But this is like a very you know weird, interesting take on the same material. I'm kind of interested in seeing the two thousands version, the made for TV movies that they made. I don't, I don't know if that was like. Dune, Dune. I think I think there was like like one of the like there was like a, one of the sequel books or something. No, there's like a 2000s Dune, Dune, and then like, Children of Dune follow that. Oh, oh yes, oh yes, <coughs> a sci-fi miniseries. Uh, Frank Herbert's Dune, yeah. So, interesting seeing that version because mm-hmm. that has three movies, you know, to spread out the plot. I don't know. I might go off the books and watch that one too. <laughs> if you can find it, I don't. Know, I don't know where the hell you'd find that now, but deep cut. Uh, like yeah. Search the archives. And, or like on a, uh, like YouTube or something maybe. 
that was apparently like that sci-fi the sci-fi's dude was like the one of the highest rated programs like uh as of like like 2000 it came out 2000 and like four years later as if it was like still one of the highest like highest rated uh shows uh on sci-fi it looks okay. Like, it looks like a TV movie, so it's not trying to do anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this movie did, like, so much, and... <laughs> it tried, uh. tried... Yeah, it, 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 definitely, it definitely tried to, like, uh, you know... It, I mean, I, I haven't, I've never read the book. I mean, I, I'm, maybe at some point I'll try to read the book, the actual book, <laughs> a Dune. But everything I've heard about it is like, it's like it's it's like abs- like it's so it's super dense, like it's super like you it's like there's like so much like the like so much going on in it. It's like it's nine hundred pages. Like it's 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 like an epic like like bit like it's a it's a it takes an effort to read it like apparently, and just like trying to like tr- yeah tr- to try tr- translate that to like a two hour movie nineteen eighty four like. <laughs> And they were trying to do it in like 1970 too. I can't even imagine like a version that come out in like 1970. I am interested in that documentary that's them trying to explain how they got in that pre-production phase of Dune. Yeah, I I, I, I I haven't seen that either. Like Jodorowsky's Dune, I haven't seen that yet. But I've heard that's a really great documentary, and there's like a lot of like crazy interesting stuff. I think they, I think they had like H like HR Geiger did like the designs yeah, for that one. Super team of people, and that Geiger yeah. design later on influenced his work and all that just because he had to push himself to design the ships that were accurate and i guess the harkonian technology is very gross looking because mm. the ship's designs are all based on humanoid faces yeah like i think like it's, it's, it's like the baron's like 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 headquarters or like his palace is like a giant head yep. in, the, in, the, in this one and some of the artwork that if you look at some geiger stuff is for dune like that yeah, kind of infamous, kind of mute, like alien humanoid train looking thing. Yeah, I think that was like a a space, like a one of the ships or something that was going to be like a, a one of the ships in like Jodorowsky's Dune. I always thought that was some sort of original concept, but I know that he basically was storyboarding from what he was reading about Dune and putting it together. Mm-hmm. I also have to see if the this from some of the photos I saw. From the Generosity movie, this the the survival suits are totally different. They're they're more like Middle Eastern design. Mm-hmm. I will say, like the the new Dune design is like very. It's like really. It's basically it's very similar to like the eighty four Dune. Like they're like very. Like there's not really that much difference between like the new ones and the the like the still suits. <laughs> they're like very similar designs. Well, just different color. I mean, maybe a little bit more like, uh, you know, tactical, tactical, like realistic, but like the same general kind of like like the look is like very similar. It's also it's also really interesting too, like just like hearing like see like seeing like the exact same scenes, or, like hearing the exact same lines, like in this one and then, like the new one, and just seeing like how different they are. Yeah, I'm interested to watch that again and just compare it. Like if you if you want like 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 the scene where like Gurney is like training Paul in like night like like with like knives and stuff is like there's like the exact same lines are in that in the scenes and stuff but like just like you know obviously we were, we talked about like 
how terrible it looks in the 84 version than like how, how, how good it is in the new one. With like the shields and everything. So yeah, definitely. It's definitely a, an interesting, uh, you know, <laughs> interesting thing to like check out. Especially, especially as we, uh, you know, gear up for what it, people are like. Chris is saying is like one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time with New Part Two. So, I'm excited. By the time you hear this, hopefully, I'll, I'll have seen it, and then um, I'm sure we'll. Have, uh, if I see it, I'll have a review on the site uh, soon. If, uh, so keep an eye out for that. Or probably not. If you buy that popcorn bucket, we don't see you for a while. <laughs> oh God. Well, I don't have an AMC near me, so I can't. I can't get the popcorn buckets. You can make your own weird version. Yeah, bring in the movie theater. <laughs> Just get dirty my, looks. My sandworm. Like, no, no, no! This isn't for sex. It's for popcorn. But uh, yeah, so I think they'll wrap up wrap it up this week. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out for a review of Doom Part Two, the new one. Uh, that, that should be up soon on the sites. Um, we also have our Gamebox 2.0 for February. You can check out what games we played this month. Uh, we played a bunch of uh, interesting games. And uh, all of our usual features are up there as well. Just head over and check all that stuff out. And uh, yeah, again, come back next week. We're going to be talking about uh, Children of the Corn, because that's celebrating its, uh, I think it's its 30th anniversary or 25th anniversary. Uh, one of those. It's, 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 got, it's got an anniversary next month or next week. We're going to talk about it. We'll dive into all the. Uh, all the insanity of that movie. <laughs> Speaking of another weird 80s movie <laughs> with questionable special effects. So come back, come back, come back next, next week for that. And uh, yeah, so for Chris, I'm Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.